Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 182 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Can you believe we've been around for 182 episodes? I can't. And I can't. I've been here for almost all of them. That's crazy. <laughs> Pretty sure you've been here for just about every single one. Just about every single one. It's and, nothing uh, without you. So, <laughs> Oh, gosh, gosh. It's, a, it's, every, it's everything without me. You guys, uh, we love you. We thank you for listening. We got a really, as, as, as some would say, we've got a humdinger for you today. And uh, we're so glad you're listening. You know, those three E's that we talk about every week, we want to entertain you. And why do we, we want to make you laugh because it can remind you that you're not in this alone, right? We're all in it together. And we also sometimes do take ourselves a little bit too seriously. So we want to be entertaining. We want to encourage you and we want to help equip you for ministry. And uh, you know what? That's going to happen today. I can promise. So thanks for listening. I would hope that you would do. So so as I told you last week, this whole episode is going to be us doing stuff for you. And we're here for it, guys. We're in. We're in on doing things for you. If we could ask for you to do just one thing for us, right? Head over to Apple Podcast. Just one. Head over to Apple Podcast and uh, find our podcast on there. Give us a five-star rating and a really fresh review. We would be soups grateful if you be. would do that for us right jen can soups. i have you just say that would you soups. would you all <laughs> we soups. would be soups grateful see it's <laughs> catching guys it's there's one other person that's now saying that is it so. catching when you force the other person to say it i just <laughs> <laughs> just don't i don't know if i would count that as catching <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you know where you love her she puts the e in sheesh it's big yonce it is always a delight. Always a delight. I never know what you're going to say. So it keeps me on my toes. <laughs> Guys, it's We were so having great. a little pre-episode conversation and she was like, yeah, I, sometimes I don't know where you're going. And I nope. said, I, I sort of like to watch that happen. I know. Yeah. I'm like, can you give me a heads up when I need to, you know, move on? And he's like, nope. <laughs> So, guys, whenever you hear awkward air happening, it's usually because Brian has left me hanging. That's that's what's going on. We have a great um, episode in store for you. Like Brian said, we are going to entertain you, share some laughs with the ever popular segment of Prayer Concerns. We're going to share some resources with you. And then we are going to be sharing a conversation that we got to have with Nancy Beach and her daughter, Samantha Beach Kylie, which could be two new names to you if you're younger. Or names that you know if you're older, like Brian. <laughs> like me, exactly. <laughs> like Brian, no. I, my but, cane is in the corner. <laughs> but either way, we had a fantastic conversation with them. They're a mother-daughter duo who recently wrote a book. But before we get to all of that, Brian, will you take just a moment to tell our listeners about our sponsor, Planning Center? Absolutely. We are thrilled that our presenting sponsor of the Worship Leader Podcast is Planning Center. And I want to tell you, Let's talk about planning center people, okay? So if you're a worship pastor, you might be thinking, hey, Big Tasty, I already use services. Why are you telling me about planning center? I get that, okay? Um, but did you know that services also gives you free access to 
another really powerful product called Planning Center People. So with People, you can create a volunteer pipeline to get new volunteers through their application process and then assigned to a team. Uh, in People, you can create an online form uh, to get new volunteers uh, and you can uh, establish a workflow to help you uh, walk them step-by-step step through the application and training process and then automatically add them to services so that you can get them scheduled. And that's what we're all about, guys. Uh, and that's just one way to use people. So you should give it a try. You can learn more at planningcenter.com slash pipeline. And remember, if your church is looking for tools to help with things like giving, small group chat, event signups, live streaming, uh, custom reporting, Planning Center has tools for all of those things as well. Let your church administrator know. Go check it out. Check it out. It's we awesome. love Planning Center. They're yeah, just the best. They are. They're just the best. So Jennifer. Yes. What is the last really good movie you saw? Oh my gosh. Is it like a new movie or some old movie that I rewatched and remembered? Movie. Just a movie. Okay. I just feel like I have to be honest about this. I feel like there's not great movies coming out. I'm just I'm just it's putting been a this out bit there. Of a dry, dry yeah, area. yeah. I feel like yeah. we're in a dry, in we're land. definitely in a dry season with movies. I feel like one, there's way too many movies coming out. So it's just constantly just I feel like we there should be some sort of a rule where there's only X amount of movies that are allowed to come out a month. Kind of so a limited, people would have yeah. to really, really, you know, get their creative caps on and do a really yeah. good job. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So I can't remember. I mean, I would I would probably have to go back to the end of last year when Spider Man came out. Mm, good movie. Like I good so movie. I went and saw the new Downton. Did you? I have not yet. I cannot I need believe to see I beat it. You. I cannot wait, you guys. I can't believe I beat you to the theater. You I, did. Okay, so here's the thing: you always have to remind yourself when you go sit down for a doubt movie. Because I went through this with the last one too. Like 15 minutes in, I'm going, "What the heck? This is <laughs> this is dumb." I'm rethinking everything. But then I have to remember they filmed the movie like you're watching an episode of the show, so you have yeah, to right? think in yeah. context of the show. And then and yeah. then suddenly I'm enjoying. And all the of show it. is marvelous. It is fantastic. It is. It is. It, I so, always want to go back and rewatch it. Oh, I've got to start again. I've just watched it for the sixth time <laughs> and I need to start again. And usually so, when you start again, it triggers me to start. Right. Again. <laughs> exactly. I'll start talking about it all the time. Yeah. So yesterday we saw Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And, and. Jen. Jen. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to put my reputation out there. I'm going to say, if I've ever seen a movie that was a 10, that was it. So confession time. Yeah. Josh went and saw it on Sunday night and I, didn't like I, I did not want to go. I'm not a fan of the original Top Gun. I just was kind of like, okay, oh, I know, I know what? I'm probably going to get crucified now for this. Yeah. The original Top Gun, I'm like, okay, it's fine, but I don't see what the big deal is. There's multiple things that bother me about the original Top Gun. First of all, for some reason, they limited themselves to three songs only in the soundtrack. So every scene is either boo doo 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 doo. It's either that song or or they had three songs and they used it consistently through the whole movie. Definitely more than three in in Maverick. Definitely more than three in Maverick. Yeah, I just not a big Top Gun fan, so I didn't go. But Josh raved about it. Oh yeah. my gosh, the action scenes. They actually put cameras inside the cockpits. Yeah. Uh, these guys went through like flight training and guys and girls went through flight training, all kinds of, they were filming their own scenes in the planes, doing their own makeup. Like it is 
kind of see it. I you might see, see it, it just to get everybody off my back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of getting people off your back, guys, we we would maybe get off your back about the experience conference if you just went and registered. Just, just already. register already. Yeah. Just register. Just do it. You can click the link in our bio. Uh, and it will take you to uh, our experience conference registration link. Use that and join us at experience conference in September. It's at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. You've got unbelievable lineup, Mac Brock, Meredith Andrews, Cody Carnes, yeah. uh, and many, many others. John it's going to John Egan. Uh, it's Andy Rozier. Yep. It's going to be there. It's just going to be awesome. And by the way, your humble hosts, Along with Pastor Scott Longyear, we'll be recording an episode of the Worship Leader Probs podcast with a live audience, which if you've never been to one of those, that's my, that is far and away my favorite yeah. thing that we do is to record with a live audience. So come on and join us September 6th through the 9th. Uh, you can hit the link in our bio and, and uh, sign up to join us. Do it. I'm, Just do I'm it. I'm looking for people to bring that like late night talk show energy to that room this yes. year you know yes. i feel like people come in and everyone's like really quiet and reserved and it's like hey you don't have to be that way with us like you yeah, know right? so i'm, you I'm know, really sometimes those sometimes those hosts on the talk shows they might get out and dance with the people oh yeah maybe that's, that's something, something you're gonna you do need, something gonna... you need to do Jen. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i think you're gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh okay well brian you know what time it is what time is it I think it's time for prayer concerns. Guys, prayer concerns is brought to you by our friends at Five Words Media, the amazing the amazing people uh, that bring you free church AV. Uh, Five Words Media is the official AVL integrator of Worship Leader Probs. We are so thrilled with that. If your church is planning an upgrade to your production gear, or maybe you have a new building in the works, start with a call or an email to the team at Five Words Media. They're the best in the biz, and they will do an incredible job of finding the right gear to help your church realize their vision of making a greater impact for the kingdom. Uh, you can, can just consider them as an extension of your church production team as they focus on five words that clients experience with every project, see, hear, feel, design, and build. Just click the link in our bio and uh, then click on the link for Five Words Media to get started today. They're, they're amazing. So prayer concerns. Uh, we've hit you with a few different versions of prayer concerns recently. Mm -hmm. So we've got the regular prayer concern, and that is like, you got roasted by somebody in your congregation for something that they you did that they just didn't like. And or they you didn't wore see it something as they didn't like. They exactly. Don't, they don't see it as roasting. No. They're truth teller. They speak the truth <laughs> and it burns like fire. Uh, so we've those are regular prayer concerns. Then we've hit you with unusual song requests that you get from your congregation. Those yep. have been hilarious. Last week we hit you with ridiculous declines. Yep. The declines from your team that are just absolutely ridiculous. What was the one uh, anime? It's like anime themed rodeo or anime rodeo vacation. Something. That's yeah. right. <laughs> like what? Uh, so today we're going to hit you with just regular prayer concerns, and you can send yours in. Um, again, hit that link in our bio; it'll take you to the prayer concerns link, or you can go to our website, worshipleaderprobs.com, and uh, click on the prayer concerns tab and submit yours there. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern. Number one, I recently got this question and it said, 
Um, have you ever thought about joining the choir so you can sing real church music? <laughs> what, what have they been singing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right? What, what's, what's been what happening? Have, what, yeah, what have we been doing? <laughs> nice, come on. A little savage. A little savage right out of the gate. Right? Yeah. All right, number two, prayer concern number two. I received an email complaining that I was provoking the congregation to sing, and some people in the congregation are singing too loud. Oh, my gosh. You're provoking. <laughs> the prov- provoking. Is that it's not, even not like, the point? I, it's Well, like, in, not even like I'm encouraging them to sing because that's scriptural, and you're provoking them to yeah, sing. Yeah, shout to the Lord, all they, the earth, they right? They're singing too loud. Right, Come on, fam. It's not for Come you. Come on, fam. Hey, to that worship leader, you just keep on provoking. Provoke the heck out of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, number three, prayer concern number three. We have an older gentleman named Harry that comes early and watches rehearsal before Sunday services. After going through the song Kingdom Come, which I thought we nailed, Harry yells out, I don't like it. <laughs> Our pianist, worship director, responded and said, you mean you don't like it? You love it? (laughs) Harry, nah, don't like it. Too choppy. Got to smooth that out. (laughs) Wow. Thanks, Harry. Too choppy for Harry. (laughs) Just just hanging out. He just comes to hang out. Just, I guess so. I mean, wow. (laughs) Hey, give him a tambo, stick him up there and let him join the team, man. (laughs) He wouldn't like that either. I have a feeling. (laughs) Just have a feeling. Oh, come on, Harry. Uh, Okay, number four, prayer concern number four. Before our church service started, a senior saint walked by me as my boss was chatting with me. And without hesitation or warning at all, this senior saint reached out and tried to stroke my beard. Guys, I think they're, I don't think we need a lot of touching. No. Especially beards and hair (laughs) and not a lot of touching. It's like, weird. You know. Listen, it's not a petting zoo, you guys. People are not. <laughs> it's, why do we want to touch? Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop. Don't Just stop. do Come it. On, fam. Come on, fam. <laughs> okay. This is the last one. The bottom of the pudding cup prayer concern number five. People in our congregation keep asking me to sing Halo by Beyonce because angels have halos and it must be a good song for church. <laughs> people clearly don't understand oh, like song selection happens yeah it's not, it doesn't work like that guys it really doesn't work like that halo by beyonce oh, wow lord okay. help us come on fam so those are prayer concerns uh you can hit the link in our bio to submit yours or go to the website worshipleaderprobs.com and uh, click on the prayer concerns tab and submit yours. We will always keep your name anonymous and we'll always keep your church's name anonymous. So thank you, fam, for sending those in. Uh, Well, as Jen said earlier, we had a great chance to sit down and have a conversation uh, with Nancy Beach and her daughter, Samantha Beach Kylie. Those names might be new to you. So if you've been around a while, like back in the 90s, creative arts leadership, Nancy Beach was like the OG. She was one of the first out there doing it at one of the largest churches in America. And uh, now her daughter is a uh, creative arts pastor as well. Uh, She has been, her daughter has been serving at Austin New Church in Austin, Texas, in transition now moving to a church in in, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Nancy uh, uh, is a leadership coach with, with Slingshot Group, and she's also on the teaching team at Soul City Church, 
uh, downtown Chicago, author of many books. And uh, we, this is going to encourage you. So uh, buckle up and we will head into our interview with Nancy and Samantha. The Worship Leader Props Podcast is thrilled to have Nancy Beach and her daughter, Samantha Beach Kylie. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You ladies, I should say. Welcome, ladies. Uh, I'm outnumbered today, and it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) You're completely outnumbered. We're so glad to have you all with us. Uh, We're happy to be here. This is something we've never gotten to do before, a mother-daughter duo. So um, I'm really excited. (laughs) And anytime we get four people in here, it usually gets a little crazy. (laughs) So so how has 2020, 2022, I guess that's where we are, man. How has that been for each of you? How's this year been going? Well, Samantha has the biggest changes, but it has affected me. I became a grandmother. It was actually the very end of 2021. Samantha had her first baby. She and Will, oh. a little Eloise. So oh. that's kind of my whole my whole thing now, you know, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so so fun. Yes, and she's my whole thing too. You know, your world gets very small <laughs> for a while, and yeah. now I'm just stepping back into work and adding things back in and figuring out the balance of all of that. But big we're adjustment. loving it. Yeah, big yeah, time. That's great. That's well. Congratulations to Thank both you. of you. Thank that's you. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, okay, uh, Nancy, you have just been a giant in church culture. I told you I would keep my fanboy stuff to a minimum, and this is the only question that relates to that. So, um, you know, I can remember hearing you speak at huge events and conferences, and um, we now serve together uh, with Slingshot Group, which is just a thrill for me. Um, uh, last fall, I was sitting at a dinner and someone came up and sat next to me and I turned and it was Nancy Beach and I couldn't stop freaking out. I was texting all my friends and um, it's just an, it's an honor to to know you and to have sat under your leadership for so long. So um, you're still making a huge impact on worship and creatives. And now your daughter is a creative arts pastor as well. Um, is this something that you always thought was kind of in the plan for her? Like you weren't surprised that this is where she ended up? Well, I have two daughters and both of them were artists early on. And so mm-hmm. it was the kind of thing my husband and I would have a date night and come home and there was a production in the basement that we had to, <laughs> had to sit through um, <laughs> countless productions. And so I knew that she would head towards the arts, but what we thought that both girls majored in theater in college and she went to Northwestern and got a great education. Um, she's a writer and an actor. So I, I kind of sense she'd probably dabble in church ministry and she'd probably participate as a volunteer. Uh, if you would have asked me five, even 10 years ago, if she would go into full-time ministry, I didn't really see that coming. And it's a mixture of emotions uh, for me. Um, I know well the highs and lows of church leadership on staff. And part of me wants to be the protective mom and say, don't do that, just volunteer, you know? Um <laughs> On the other hand, what an honor to see that um, she's stepping into some of the same kind of paths that that I was in. On top of that, she's an outstanding communicator. So she'll be teaching um, at least, you know, about once a month at her church. And so to see both of those gifts emerge in her gives me deep, deep joy and cautious, tentative concern. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. We all get that, man. 
That's kind of what this whole account is about. Is about. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's about the yeah. cautions. That's right. Yeah. It's a big giant warning. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> Samantha, so you and your mom have written a book together called Next Sunday. Um, and it's about to be released. You guys said June 14th. It can be pre-ordered right now. Can you tell us a little bit about where the idea for this book kind of came from? Yeah. Um, my mom was invited to uh, speak to a group of publishers about the future of the church, no small topic. And she did a bunch of research and, but it's a topic that we are talking about as a family all the time. I mean, we just, I think having grown up in the church, um, we all care about it deeply and we also love to debrief things. So we're a family who comes home and sits around the kitchen counter and talks about, you know, how things went, whether it was a school play or a church service, or especially on a holiday service. Um, and so that's kind of continue. I feel like we've been having this conversation, my mom and I, for my whole life. And so, um, this talk she gave kind of raised some of those questions. And when she was asked to write about it, we got to talking about how neat it would be to do it from, um, an intergenerational perspective. And so, and to offer our two angles on these ideas that she was swimming in. And so that's sort of where it came from. And it was such a joy to get to do together. Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. Uh, so in the book, you kind of, um, you talk a little bit about there's uh, some challenges, no surprise to anybody. There's some challenges, uh, facing the church. Um, Nancy, tell us a little bit about what you, what you're seeing and, and why this book was important in this time. Well, I'm not telling your listeners anything they don't know that the church is at a real uh, critical place, I think. Uh, and surveys and statistics tell us all the same thing, that more and more people are leaving the church. And uh, there's a rise in the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, um, you know, the people who don't identify with any faith or religion uh, in our country and really around the world. So there are certainly exceptions and some pockets of places where the church is thriving, but in many places it's dying and the next generation seems to be uh, uh, drifting away in huge numbers. So that's a great concern. And now as a grandmother, I wonder, you know, what my granddaughter will inherit if she decides to hopefully be a part of a church someday. So these are the things that were on our minds. Um, the church, unfortunately, uh, has a bad reputation among a lot of people outside the church. And uh, we've created uh, an image that we're divisive and exclusive and angry um, instead of the loving path that Jesus called us to and the unified path where he said that the world would know we are his by how we love each other. And sadly, um, that's not happening in a lot of places. So it's not a surprise to me that people have kind of avoided church, but it saddens me deeply. And I know it does Samantha as well. And she has even more uh, connections with the young people that we're talking about who, who really uh, are pretty cynical about the church. Do you, guys, do, you th- say, do you think that there's been a, an influence with kind of like where social media has gone, because I feel like in growing up, I'm old enough now to have like, I remember the world before social media. And so it, it didn't feel like, obviously there were situations that would happen in church. You would see heartbreak, you know, that, that kind of a thing. But do you feel like with social media and the internet and the way things can just travel across the planet in the blink of an eye that that has maybe propelled um, issues to the front or maybe even set a flame to things that, uh, 
I don't know, maybe almost like can cause more harm than good. Or, you know, there's, there's images that can be out there or ideas that can get out there and get around the place before you can kind of go, wait, no, that's, (laughs) that's not what was meant. That's not what was happening. Do you guys see that maybe where technology has gone, that that's, that's really inflamed some of um, what's been going on? Yeah, I definitely think so. And, you know, as a result, now we, now we're all exposed to churches all over the country, all over the world, even. Um, so sometimes the loudest churches, sometimes the ones we're most embarrassed of are the ones that get the most attention online. Right. And I don't think that's helping our reputation. Um, but I also think it has my, my generation growing up with the internet, we've been exposed to just the realities of injustice in our world, you know, in an earlier than maybe our parents' generation and just in a bigger way where we're inundated with it every time we get online. And so our awareness of what's going on has increased. But one of my favorite writers I talk about in the books is, but our capacity to do anything about it hasn't changed. You know, we're still just people. And so I think that's where the church has a really unique role to play. Cause I, I see my friends carrying this weight of the world on them in a way that's maybe maybe new or at a younger age, even Gen Z, like these high schoolers are so plugged into what's happening socially. And um, what do they do with that? I think is a big question. I also think it used to be, uh, if you wanted to know what was going on at a church, maybe you'd read something in a magazine like Christianity Today or something like that um, and get some details. And now it feels very much like headlines. So, you know, you just see, oh, there's trouble over there. Oh, there was abuse in that church or whatever. And we have lost any sense of nuance or getting into the behind the scenes detail um, in order to really think uh, reflectively about these issues. It's sort of like, and I'm, I'm guilty as everyone is because you can't take in all the information. You can't possibly process it all. But then we carry around these impressions of other leaders and churches um, based on these headlines. Right. Right. A 30, a 20 second video clip, mm-hmm. you know, formulates your whole opinion. Wow. Right. right. That's so good. Uh, so, okay. You're on kind of on the edge of the book coming out and what do you, uh, as you, as it comes out, what, what is your hope that people will take away? What do, do you, what kind of change do you hope this impacts? Well, I, hope, first of all, that it'll stir up dialogue. And that's why it's written kind of like a dialogue. We we selected seven distinctives that we think are important for the church going forward. And we each wrote a chapter, you know, me from the baby boomer perspective and Samantha from a millennial's point of view um, on what we think is really going to matter going forward. But we, you know, I first like to ask people, which seven would you pick? I mean, I, you know, yeah. we, for example, Great. there's no uh, chapter on prayer. Does that mean I don't value prayer? No, not at all. It's just, you know, we had to pick. And so we picked these seven things that we think are, are critical going forward. Um, so I hope it'll stir up dialogue. I, I am going to guess that most people won't agree 100% with everything in the book, and that's fine. I would just like them to say, well, what do you think about this? And can we have a healthy, constructive dialogue uh, on these issues? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's a little bit of a lost art form, mm-hmm. the healthy mm-hmm. dialogue as, as well in this in this day and age. It's kind of like a, a escalator words, escalator words, yes. you're an idiot. That's kind of where we, we, <laughs> right. we tend to land, yeah. you know, which is just crazy, just crazy. Yeah. So obviously you're, you're a mother-daughter duo, like we said earlier, but Nancy, you just said you're a baby boomer and Samantha, you're a millennial. So do you guys find that you have very different 
perspectives or um, different thoughts as to what the church should look like? Or do you have kind of disagreements or are you pretty aligned, but you just come from two very different perspectives? I'm really curious about this. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting that we found in the writing. We don't actually disagree that much. I mean, I think maybe um, some of the aesthetics or how church looks and feels is something that's going to shift again and again. Um, Christ already has and will continue to. But um, it was neat to go, you know, I don't, I don't have an attitude of let, we got to throw it all away and completely reinvent everything. I am so grateful for the foundation, foundational experience I had growing up in church that in the church that my mom helped lead. It's where I fell in love with the arts and discovered my passion and creativity for that. Um, and it's, I got to see my mom up front leading. I, there were so many things about um, that experience that were formative for me that I actually see the church kind of moving away from that I'd love to see reclaimed. So, um, and then my mom also, I think has seen where my generation has been asking for things that haven't been true of church for a while. And she's, she's, she's on her own journey of seeing how those things, I don't want to speak for her, but how those things could make church more honest and true. And so, um, so yeah, I don't, I think we're pretty aligned, which maybe it would have been a more exciting book if we disagreed on everything, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So we're going to, we're going to get to the big room question in just a second. But before that, I want to, uh, I want to ask you, you both a question. And that is we have uh, a large percentage of the people who follow our social media accounts and listen to the podcast who are just starting out in ministry. Um, if you had, uh, a piece or a couple of pieces of advice for someone who is like, we, we get this DM all the time. Hey, I play guitar on our team. We lost our worship pastor and my pastor just told me I'm now in charge of worship. What do I do? We get that multiple times a week, every single week. And so, uh, like if you were, if you were talking to somebody who's just starting out, what, what would be a couple of things that you you would say, okay, here's some non-negotiables or here are some good places to start. How, what would you say to them? Well, Samantha's closer to starting out than I am. So I really want to hear what she has to say. But first I want to say to you, Brian and and Jen, uh, I, I'm so grateful you have this tool. I mean, you, you are one of the answers to that question. And I think that people starting out need to seek out resources from people who've been a little further down the road than they have, whether that's through podcasts or books or conversation in person, but you know, you, you've got to seek someone out and say help. And, uh, you have the humility to admit that you don't quite know what to do next. And, uh, what I love to see is the younger generation I feel has expressed that kind of humility and they come to people as old as me and sometimes say, you know, will you mentor me or will you walk alongside me? Will you listen and just ask me good questions? So I think that's that's a huge part of it to have the humility to not pretend that you know everything or that you're mm-hmm. doing better inside than you really than you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Samantha? How would you answer that? Well, I'm I'm I am just starting out, so I'm not an expert at all. I'm with you, those of you in that position. Um, I hope that one of our strengths being new is that we don't have always a prescribed way that things should be done. I think that can be a gift when new energy steps into a role. And so I hope you, 
I would hope that you cling to that sense of what if, what if that, what if we started this way? What if we didn't always go in the same sequence? What if we um, shook things up a little bit? That can be an asset. And in a real practical sense, the best book I read this past year was The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. And I think everyone involved in planning a Sunday experience should read this book. It's just, it makes you think about what you're inviting folks into in a really new way. And um, so I would recommend that. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I love that you talked about mentors because that has been a huge piece of my ministry journey. Um, I'm so, so thankful for people who came along and walked beside me and and uh, spoke into my life and uh, served as a sounding board. I, 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 I highly, highly recommend that to all of our are in all of our listeners, uh, not just the young ones. So, um, okay. We end every interview with the same question. We call it the big room question. And I'd love to hear from both of you. Um, and the question is if we could gather, uh, all the creatives and we gathered every worship leader and all of their volunteers, every production leader and all of their volunteers, and we got them all together in one big room, what would you want to say to them about what we do and what we're called to do in the local church? I would say I would encourage, well, first I would thank you. I, I think the arts are the place in the church where I felt pulled in and grabbed. I think the arts have such a, an important role to play in the imaginative act that we engage in when we come together on Sunday mornings and envision a better world and a better way to be to each other. Um, I think the arts are some of the places where people who are really nervous about coming in the room for a host of other reasons can find themselves in the honest expression of longing and fear and doubt um, without the need to provide answers. I think the arts do that better than any other element in the service. So I would just encourage you and, and say thank you for bringing your gifts to bear in the local church. I think it desperately needs them. And the last thing I'd offer, because this is what I'm reminding myself, is to not stop being inspired that, and that inspiration can live anywhere. So keep seeing great art. Keep going to see great concerts. And I just saw a movie that I can't stop thinking about, reading great books and spending time in nature or whatever it is that um, that really fills your tank. You're going to be the most creative, effective artist um, when you're full and you've been taking in really quality, um, high levels of excellence and creativity, pieces of art, wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's hard to, uh, follow that, that, that <laughs> very, very rich. Uh, I, I think I would just, uh, once again, reiterate that what you do matters. I, I think mm -hmm. the arts in church are the way we feel things. Um, we can learn stuff in our head through, sermons, etc. But when, when we need to feel something deeply, it's the arts that are going to open that door for us. And you are the people that open that door. You are the people, you are stewards of imagination and wonder and beauty and creativity. And you have the opportunity, and I think this is a partnership with the Holy Spirit for sure, to create transcendent moments for people. And a transcendent moment, it's hard to describe, you know, when you've had one, um, but it's that moment when you, you feel deeply known. It's that moment when maybe you have a, a new picture of who God is and how much he loves you. And these things are possible through the artistic gifts that God entrusted to you. And he gave you those gifts for a reason. There's no mistake that you have those gifts and you are desperately needed in every single one of our local churches. So 
I know Sundays are relentless. We used to say they come around every seven days with amazing regularity. And, uh, you know, it's, it's exhausting. Um, but you just try to say, what could we maybe do this week to help people feel the presence of God in a powerful way? And if you try to get a little better every week, you'll look back after a year or two or 10 and you'll say, we have come a long way and we have had the profound privilege of creating transcendent moments along with the Holy Spirit that have actually transformed people's lives. What mm. what else, what better investment could you possibly make with right. your one and only life? Wow, 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 wow. Amen, amen. Um, man, fam, there you have it. Uh, make sure uh, it's coming June 14th. Grab your copy of Next Sunday, an honest dialogue about the future of the church. Nancy Beats and Samantha Beach, Kylie, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to to talk and to just pour into to us and our listeners today. Thanks for, mm, having, thanks us. for having us. Appreciate it. Man, the apple did not fall far from the tree. They're a dynamic duo, right? They? <laughs> Come on, man. I, I would love to just be a like a invited to a family dinner and just listen. Like give me a piece of apple pie, maybe some yeah. nachos. Yeah. Let me just sit and listen. <laughs> Feed him and he's happy. <laughs> right. I'm easy, guys. I'm not yeah. it's not complicated. Yeah. 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 Make sure you go get your copy when it comes out on June 14th or go pre-order it. Uh, the book is called Next Sunday, An Honest Dialogue About the Future of the Church by Nancy Beach and Samantha Beach Kylie. Make sure that you go and grab your copy. Yep. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to go hit subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcast. Hit subscribe. You never have to go look for hit us. It. We just show hit up. It. There we are right there. Just Tuesday morning. It. Waiting for you to start listening. So Hello. go hit subscribe. <laughs> to do that wouldn't that be so funny <laughs> hello. hello i wish they had that feature <laughs> oh and like uh brian said earlier do us a favor head on over to apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating with a nice review drop some nice words in there it just helps to get the message of the podcast out in front of more people we think that this is something that will add value uh, to people's lives so help right, us out the by kind doing of thing that. that's good to spread it is it is Quit passing along all that fake news. And uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to get us in trouble. Uh, and listen, thank you for following us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, thank you for engaging with us, chatting it up, sharing the memes, dropping in the DMs. We love um, interacting with you guys, really. You guys are hilarious. We do. We do. You spur us on. Hey, you can even find us over on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of people we love, Maven Media Productions, yep. they are the best. They are. And I say that about, you will hear me say the best a lot. Yeah. But it is a, it is a finite list, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't say it about just everything. Right. These are just the people that we have chosen to link ourselves with. And Maven Media Productions, they're real, they really are the best. Like, um, if you so every church has a social media presence, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe your team looks at your social media presence and you're like, guys, we're not really crushing this. Yeah. We could be better, right? Life is good, but it could be better. Yeah. 
call the team at Maven Media Productions. They can help you. They can help mm -hmm. design your website. They can do leadership consulting, branding, social media plans. They are, that's what they do. And they would love to help you. Hit them up at mavenmediaproductions.com. They're just great people. We love them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we love Scott Hoke. And we're thanking him for our voiceover intro. And guys, we love you. A lot of love in so this much love podcast right today. Now. I feel God in this podcast today. <laughs> and there's a lot of love here. And we love that you listen to episode 182. And you know what? We're going to see you next week for episode 183. Uh, so until next time, deuces. Smell you later.